This episode is brought to you by AWOM Lab. AWOM Lab is a creative space that offers membership for women entrepreneurs. The membership includes access to a cafe, high-speed Wi-Fi, a small retail store, and a full-service photography and podcast studio. The Lab fosters women's empowerment and is designed to inspire, motivate, and connect women in South Florida. AWOM Lab also has an in-house creative agency that develops content for female-owned brands. Most importantly, the vibe and energy is that of collaboration and hustle. So if you're an entrepreneur looking to kickstart your business, and need a place to work from or event space, make sure to follow AWOM Lab on Instagram. That's A-W-O-M-L-A-B. GGB is a proud member and we can't wait to see you at the lab. See you there. Girls Gone Boss is the driven women's guide to love, life, and business. Hosted by the boss ladies Alex and Gabby. Combined, their network gathers an array of women from various industries who exemplify strength and tenacity. Their fun and positive approach to life will awaken the boss in you. You're listening to Girls Gone Boss. Welcome. 2019. Oh my God. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I'm so excited. We're in a new year, new goals. <sighs> new season. Congrats on season one, Alex. Congrats, Gabby. I think Thank we did a pretty you. good we job. Did it. We five. did it. High five. We did it. I mean, we I did. don't know how we did it, but we I, made but it happen. Don't, don't you feel that like time passed by so fast? Right? So fast. I feel well, there's two things. I feel like we've been doing this forever. And then it feels like no time has passed, right? right? So like there's a little bit of both. I know because I'm like, it's only been not even a year yet. I know. But April, it's because we're enjoying be what we're doing and we have a passion for it. Yes. And that really makes a huge difference. It does. And I'm so excited that we have new goals for this year to take it to that next level. I feel we've, we're growing very organically. It's happening just at the right pace. It is. I and agree I with love you. connecting the women. I feel like all of them end up kind of vibing and end up meeting each other eventually. So it's a lot so of cool. them have actually become friends, which is really funny. Because everyone's on the same exactly. page. Exactly. We're on the same wavelength. So it's everyone's like, oh, I, I fuck switch. <laughs> exactly. I love, I love it. And wait till you guys see everything that we have coming up for this year. It's it's different and it's going to be amazing. Yeah, I'm excited because it's just uh, a new chance to make it bigger. I like New Year's because it's too. It's a clean new intentions. Exactly. New so intentions, vision boards. We mm-hmm. need to get those vision boards popping. Exactly. We got ours ready. So make sure that if you haven't done a vision board, it's not too late. It's never too late. Yes. Just go out and do it. Get a poster board. You don't even have to do that. You can just go get like paper You can from do your it on printer. Photoshop too yeah. if you want to be digital. Yeah. I'm not a digital person. Me, I mean, I, I need am, to touch it, see I it. I am, but I, I'm, I need something tangible. So yeah. I need to see it. Like, just like I like to, I don't like writing notes on my phone. I like writing it on paper. Me too. Like and a calendar and stuff I'm like horrible. that. horrible. I probably kill so many trees and I have to, maybe 2019, I need oh, to be more digital. But like when I have to follow up on emails, I'll yeah. print an email. Just be like, okay, oh, really? done. I know it's horrible. Yeah. Please, uh, tree patrols, do not kill me. <laughs> We're going to work on that yeah, with you. Don't worry. We got you. I need to be a little bit more millennial when it comes okay. to that. We will. But today we are... Just thrilled to kick off the year with someone that is so inspiring to me. And it's funny because I met her just out of nowhere and we'll get into it. But um, it's exciting to have her here because her story, I think, is so empowering and it has so many layers to it. But she's still thriving and standing and being powerful and inspiring. So let's just get to it. Ready? Ready. Okay. Angelino Rosario was born and raised in Miami and is currently general sales manager for Hits 97.3. 
and Easy 93.1 at Cox Media Group in Miami. She's also a coach, author, speaker, and overcomer. She's influencing women by teaching them that trials and setbacks are their secret weapon towards achieving success and becoming their best version. Angelina worked hard to change the trajectory of her life. She was raised in the projects in Liberty City with a single mom and two sisters and has faced many obstacles, including a tumor in her face the size of a baseball and three major surgeries in the past three years. She's had five teeth removed, some nerve and bone removed from her right hip, which left her barely walking for one month. Even though the odds were stacked against her, she was determined not to allow conditions to stop her from achieving her goals, and she used her pain towards finding her purpose. In 2017, while in ICU and while being hooked to a feeding tube, she made a promise to God that if he would get her through this, she will devote her life to helping women become their best versions of themselves. Because of her faith, obedience, hard work, and dedication, she was able to turn her storms into blessings. She achieved her success by walking the walk. Instead of focusing on fear, pain, and the difficult days, she decided to endure and focus on the promise. This year, Angelina launched SheFixesCrowns.com, where she teaches women how to go from mediocre to excellence in every area of their life. Her vision is to empower women on how to leave a legacy for generations to come. She also teaches women by using her experience and methods she has applied to become a boss babe. She believes success is no accident. So if you want to achieve amazing things and build a successful life, you have to do it on purpose for a purpose. Wow. Amen. Welcome, Angelina. That. Wow. Welcome. Wow. I mean. That sounded pretty amazing. Can you introduce me all the time? <laughs> I know. Awesome. I, honestly, Every day when I up. saw your bio, I was like, I wish. I, I mean, I, ha- I cannot take some of these things out. I mean, you have a story to tell, sister. I do. I do. And wow, you made me think about everything right now as you were were introducing me. Wow. But thank you. Thank you for that beautiful introduction. Welcome to GGB. Thank you for having me. Of course. I think it's, um, it's a great way to start the year with someone that has overcome, that is ready to like take on challenges and share the world, like what you've been through, but also how you've overcome. That's the important part. Yes. So let's start. Just talk to us about like growing up in Liberty City and and you as Angelina's little, little girl, Angelina. Ooh, take me back. Uh, Yeah, I was raised with a single mother. Our father left us when well, I was eight and my sisters were, I think, six and maybe seven. Um, So we were raised with absolutely nothing. Uh, so he one day decided to pack everything up and leave us with absolutely nothing in the house. So we had no choice but live off welfare. But here's the interesting part, because as sad as that sounds, right, I don't think I will be the woman I am today if it wasn't for the struggles. So I thank God for them, as weird as that may sound. Uh, so it made me work really hard. I think at the age of nine, I didn't do a vision board at the time. I believe, totally believe him now, but I was envisioning things and I would talk things out loud and how, I, how I would achieve these things. So I worked hard in school. I had two jobs by the time I was the age of 14 and still going to school, making it happen. So I don't really have a lot of excuses. I don't allow people to give me many excuses because I think anything is possible. Right. And how did you use those circumstances to propel you? Right. How did you come out of that and decide, I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm going to get out of this. I'm going to do better. You know, because sometimes being like the environments that you're in don't foster those 
you know, right. those thought patterns, right? So I think it's knowing what you want from the get-go, uh, surrounding yourself with the right people. Even though I was in this one-bedroom project with my mom and my two sisters, and we had uh, roaches coming out of nowhere. Um, but it was one of those things that I always knew I was supposed to be more, and I was not going to let this situation define who I was. So I was always a bookworm. I've, since little, I always like reading and I always imagined myself doing major things in life. And I can't take full credit. I would say God. God had a plan for me and he knew that if I was determined and had faith, I would never give up and I was going to make it out of there. So I did. By the age, I've been living on my own since the age of 14. Had my own place. Um, at 14? At 14. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You were living by yourself at 14? Yes. But how did that happen? Easy. You get like a studio. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I had a studio. Um, and it was, I think it was like four seventy five, five hundred dollars or something but like that, that. But you're you must have been a very adult 14-year-old to have gone through that and taken that on. Yeah, unfortunately, I love my mother. I love her so much, but she was in a very abusive relationship with my dad and she took it out on me. So I didn't have much of a choice but to get out. Um because she definitely, you know, she a lot of her anger, unfortunately, because I was the oldest one at the time, because I have an older sister in L.A., but in the house, I was the oldest one. And she was taking it out on me. So I had to get out. And then, you know, we reunited and we're all good now. And I love her. But yeah, you know, but again, it, it I had a choice to make and I make it made it happen. And I, I really do think I had angels watching me. Right. I was going to tell <laughs> you how were you raised in the church? Like, how did you get introduced to God? Like for, from such a young age to know, because I think that probably is what kept you kind of afloat. Right. Oh, most definitely. Uh, my grandmother, my grandmother was one that always talked to me about God and she's, we were raised Catholic. So I always saw her with a rosary and always at church on Sundays. And, but it was something that I knew that was something bigger than me. I can feel the presence. I can feel it. I, I just don't even know how I would have made it. So for me, it was my mom would briefly talk about God, I think. But my my grand my grandmother was it. She wasn't my biological grandmother. She took my mom at the age of 16. And, and there you go. So she raised me and I knew that prayer was really, really important. So I saw her praying every single day. So I guess I adapted that as well. So 14, living by yourself. Yes, ma'am. Still going to school, right? Still going to school. Still getting good grades? Um, yeah, I think I was getting good grades all the way to eighth grade. And I started acting up like a fool. And then I, I mean, got my act together again. <laughs> you were 14 living by yourself. Yeah. It's yeah. not easy. I mean, there were so many probably feelings that you kind of kept to yourself, right? I did. And I actually, and we talk about that later, I started taking therapy because I knew I was suppressing a lot of my feelings and they were coming out in different forms. So which obviously can hurt relationships with friends and, and, and I guess intimate relationships. So, yeah, I started thinking like, oh, I need therapy. I suppressed a lot of this pain. When did you first get therapy, though? Oh, Lord of mercy. That was just like eight months ago. So exactly. Here we go. Me all too. these years. <laughs> but it's great that we're noticing like, hey, we need help and it's mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. No, it's totally okay. I'm like the person that would tell you, you need to get therapy. That's my advice to my friends now. Girl, you need therapy. 
So I tell that to everyone now. Yeah, because you might be blocking a lot of blessings just by like just harvesting a lot of pain or, you know, just things that maybe you're just holding on to that are not serving you. Yeah, no, my my coach was really funny. She was like life coach. She was calling me out on my crap and it was hard to receive it at first. I'm like, who is this woman talking to? But I was like, oh, she's talking to me. And, you know, it was because I am. I'm a strong individual, so I, it takes a lot for someone to really get through me. And she got through me and she made me cry. Like, I, you know, my dad leaving me, I didn't think much of it. You know, I'm like, whatever, you know, I survived. I'm good. I'm living good. And she mentioned my dad's name to me. She's like, what's your dad's name? I mentioned, and I just started crying. I was like, oh, no, I have daddy issues. So that was really interesting. And, and how it was affecting me could have, you know, my in my past relationships and how I wasn't really giving my all because of all the hurt and pain that I suppressed and I didn't deal with it. Right. And like feelings of abandonment. And right. That came up a lot, by the of way, course. in rejection. I mean, living by yourself at 14, Angelina, I think at that point, maybe you were kind of on autopilot. Right. And you didn't think like, oh, I'm 14 and I'm living by myself. This is right. something wrong with this picture, you know? Right. But there was something wrong with that picture. Yeah, I guess. I mean, again, I don't know the difference now, you know. Um, but since then, you know, I did actually, because I moved to L.A., came back, and I stayed with my mom a little while. But, um, yeah, it's one of those things I made it happen. It right, was, but uh, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing that obviously you're taking it as like it, it had to be part of me in order to be who I am right. today. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, everything that we go through, trials, tribulations. Um, but it's good that you're seeking therapy. I am. She put me in my place. I I finished it. It was a seven-week course. And it's detoxing. You had to let go of relationships, oh, everything. Who's this person? So, I need to write it down. I'll give you her name, <laughs> Julia. And she is... She's off, here, like, in Miami? She's here. She's in West Palm Beach. Okay. And uh, she is cutthroat and, and when I mean in a good way she interviews you over the phone to see if she even wants to deal with you and your issues and she'll tell you it's like she'll see how serious you are about getting therapy but she called me out you know she uses a lot of curse words this is a disclaimer I, I think it's really important though that you're saying that that she kind of has like that initial interview with you prior to even taking you on as a client because if you don't have that connection between client and like seeker like it's not going to work the same way. Like you need to be connected somehow. Right. Right. Well, at first I didn't want anyone just be like, Oh, I'm so sorry. You know, I, I am like, okay, I don't need to hear that. I need you to call me out on what it's going right. on. And she would tell me, you know, with my past relationship, Oh, she's like, Oh, so you thought he was better than you. I'm like, I never said that. She's like, no, you didn't have to say it, but that's what you were behaving. You were behaving that way. I'm like, what? And then so things like that, I'm like, oh, crap. I, I didn't even realize that I was giving him that much importance. So, wow. I Well, what you said Lisa's her name? Julia. 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 But Julia. OK, that's good to know. I'll give you guys her information. She's really good. I mean, again, she would tell you you have 45 minutes um, a conversation with her and then she'll tell you sorry she did it with one of my friends she's like yeah I don't think we're going to work together wow <laughs> wow <laughs> cutthroat yeah I like sometimes that sometimes you need that yeah. I like that yeah somebody that has no BS no she told me you're going to get to the green yeah and then I, I was actually I mean I'm in a relationship right now but I know that even when I was starting to see this guy she was like oh no you have to cut him off I'm like I'm sorry she's like you have to cut everything off 
because you have to find you. You haven't found yourself. And there's no way that you can love somebody else when you don't necessarily love yourself. I'm like, I think I love myself. She's like, yeah, it looks like it from the outside. We'll figure that out in the inside. Wow. I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's definitely important. Self-love. And I think I'm going through through that stage of trying to like cut it off and then more concentrate on me. Um, Because I do feel that if you're not right, within it's so hard to get right with someone else imagine mm-hmm. it's like oh so yeah i i i am totally with that yeah i'll give you her number yeah yeah totally tell me how it goes um yeah i will i don't know if she'll take me i have a lot of issues <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully julia will stop but take us back okay so how did you get into your career now you're general sales manager right Correct. For this radio group. For the radio group. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was a long journey of stuff. I've been with Cox Media Group for 10 years. So I started as an AE. I was, before that, I was living in LA. AE, account executive? Account executive, yeah. Sorry, yeah. And I started there just, you know, and I was in this relationship, so I was just trying to find my way. And um, I pray every morning and I meditate more now than ever. But at the time I was, you know, praying. I was like, hey, God, I'm bored of this. Uh, what am I doing? And I was about to move to L.A. to be engaged and move forward. And life shifted for me. And But really ironic. This is how I think stars are aligning for you. If you allow life to work for you instead of against you. But I remember they came to me. It's like, hey, you're doing really a great, a great job. I think you need to apply for the local sales manager position. I was like, no, I have a plan. I'm moving to LA and I'm going to get engaged. So don't interfere with those plans. So I uh, was being stubborn, but God, thank God he even gave up on on us, right? So here I am sitting down praying. And I feel this knot in my stomach. Like, you need to go for it. I'm like, no. Well, I don't know what this is about, but I'm not doing it. And so, and me and my, you know, my boyfriend and I were at the time, we were good. So I thought. And so there we were. And, and I remember, can't hear. I'm like, okay, all right cool. I'm just going to go and speak to my manager. I'm like, listen, I'm going to put my name in the hat. I don't care for the title, but you know what? I'm sure there's a lot more people that are more experienced because this is a big market. So there was a lot of people applying for this position that were smaller markets that wanted to come into a larger city. And um, I remember my ex-boyfriend at the time was like, what are you doing? What are you applying? Give somebody else the opportunity. I'm like, yeah, okay. I applied because I couldn't deny my feeling inside. And, and that's the important thing here is always being aware of your feelings because the spirit is always leading you. And I'm just thinking, like, my God, if I would have said no, if I would have been stubborn and I wouldn't have been stuck in my ways, I would have missed all this in my life. So I went for it. And four months later, he decided that he wasn't ready for marriage and walked away. So Did imagine you end up moving to L.A. though? No, you I were was still getting here. Pre- yep. I was getting prepped to we were supposed to move to L.A. in November. He broke everything off in July. So in April is when I got promoted. So after shortly after that, went through a really bad breakup, but kept pressing through. And I think two years later, again, the opportunity presented itself. They were like, hey, we have a position for you. Uh, we want you to oversee um, hits and easy and be the general sales manager. So here I am. Wow. So yeah. this guy that you thought you were going to live your life with for the rest of your life, you said you were with him six years, right? Yeah, four years and then two years off and on after that. And so then he decided he didn't want to be in the relationship. Yeah, it was really weird. Um, <laughs> I thought everything was good. And then one day, I guess he woke up and decided, hey, I'm not ready for marriage. And he's married now with 
a child, which is interesting. So with that being said, he left me a note on my table. I actually just got promoted to a, a local sales manager. He left me a note on the table and it was a two page letter, all typed up pretty. And uh, I come back for a manager's retreat and I see his letter. I was like, you got to be kidding me right now. And he's, he just said, well, here's the deal. Like when you know that you're trusting God and the path that you're going is no mistake. Because now that I think back on the letter, the only thing I could that captured my attention at the time is like, I don't feel like I'm in love with you. That's the only thing. But I skipped the other part that he said, hey, I see that you're growing in your faith and I don't even know if God exists. So I was like, oh. That was a point there. No wonder, you know, I wasn't evenly yoked with him. So we would have never made it. But I skipped all that for so many years. And I think it was not that long ago when I realized, how did I skip that part? The only thing I kept focusing on was the part that he wasn't in love with me anymore. But isn't that what we do? We always focus on what we only want to see at that time, right? So we have to... Yes. Focus on every area. And it's when your emotions are gone. See, I think we make emotional decisions. And when you're emotionally involved, all you're seeing, again, you know, your perceptions, your reality. So you're looking, I'm like, oh, he's not in love with me. You know, and now I'm like, oh, wow, he he didn't even know if God exists. So that was, that was it right there. Right. So that was your deal breaker. That should have been your deal breaker. That should have. I didn't even know he didn't, like he had a problem with God or he was questioning his faith. I knew nothing because you would go to church on Sundays and, you know, I was starting to take a deep dive into God and, and really leaning forward and going all in with God. And I, I guess that was a little too much for him. So, and he decided to part ways. But I think again, um, looking back, where we were in our relationship. I'm like, oh, wow, that would have been a divorce waiting to happen. And God really saved me. And I I didn't form my, I always say the 20s, and sorry, people for those who are in the 20s, but 20s is all about identity crisis. You're trying to find yourself. You're trying to figure out where you're going in life. And it's good. In your 30s, you just like, oh, I know exactly where I'm going. And this is how I'm going to put it together. And I'm going that way. So I was in my 20s and I had an identity crisis. I thought I knew what I wanted because what I wanted five years ago is definitely not what I want now. So you go through all these changes and you just have to trust that the universe knows best. Right. And it sparked also like you writing a book, right? Yes. Yes. Um, The book is called Thank You for Walking Away because what I thought was a curse because I couldn't understand because this guy now is winning, winning championships. He, because he was in the NBA? Yeah, he is in the NBA. Yeah. Oh, he is. He currently. is. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lucky for me, right? I get to see him. Um, <laughs> so he basically um, was winning all these championships and I was like, thank you. I was like, Lord, like, what are you doing? Like, for real? Is this what we're on? Okay. And so... I was just keeping it 100 right, with so God. You were a little resentful towards Oh, that. I was. I truly was for a while. And right, I because that was supposed to be your life. Yeah. That's what you thought. Right. And then I thought, but wait, I would have missed LSM, the local sales manager, general sales manager, writing a book, becoming more of who I am. My faith has grown. There were so many things. I've traveled all over the world. I was like, I would have missed all this because I had to wait on him to decide when he wanted to go on a vacation. You know, or L.A. You would have been on his schedule. Oh, That's what it yeah. would have been. You would have been right. there to serve him, basically. Yeah. Instead of serving your faith and yourself. Amen. And I think I see a lot of girls out there and I, it just, it makes my arms and my hair stands up. When I look at the reality shows and when I see these girls um, devaluing themselves for money, for men, you know, instead of going out there because I am a testimony. I have more, so much more than I was with, when I was with him. 
And I remember, like, I'm like, I don't know. I trusted the process of life and really devoted myself to God and to my career and to everything, my love life, and just started becoming more of what I wanted. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I have more than I ever had with him. I can, I mean, not to sit here and voice about what I have, but it's just a testimony that us women, we have more power than what you think. And if you work really hard, like I can go to a Louis Vuitton store and buy more purses than whatever, whatever purses he bought me. You know, and I was like, wait a minute, time out. Thank you, God. You know, it's not me. It's, it's God. So you use that waiting season to get better and stronger and to propel your faith into a just overdrive, right? But the book talks about that. I didn't at first. I did rebound. And with, which was the worst thing ever. And I would give that advice to any woman ever. I mean, that was me. I had an, a guy that I used to date back in the past that popped up in LinkedIn somehow. And uh, Oh, LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Okay. Can you imagine? That, that was safe. <laughs> <laughs> that was a safe. I'm like, where did you come up? That at least it wasn't the- Tinder, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, LinkedIn. But yeah, no, he popped up and I thought, it was funny because when you're getting advice from women uh, that are also lost, you have to be careful where you're getting your advice from. They were like, girl, the best thing that you can do, the way you're going to get over your breakup is just go and date someone else. So here I am dating someone else. And I'm now I'm getting pissed because I'm comparing him to my ex and all these emotions. So it was in, I talk about this in my book and I, I tell them, like, listen, I did all that. You don't have to do it. Trust me. The best thing you can do is and as hard as it is. Face your fears, face your feelings, cry it out, do what you need to do, get to know you, travel by yourself. Like I went to Sedona. Like I did a whole lot of things. Oh, I want to go to Sedona. (gasps) You have to go. Have you been? No, but we talked about it with Alexa. Oh, that's right. Because she had a dream. Mm -hmm. (gasps) Yes. Sedona is where I had, uh, I had like the gift of dreams. And I actually, it was in Sedona. I was uh, so afraid because a lot of things, see, I know this is going to sound weird. But the, the day before my breakup, I had like an outer body experience. Like I literally felt my spirit leaving my body, look straight at me and said, you will never see the family again because I was in Peoria because he's from Peoria. And Sorry, where is Yeah, we don't know. Illinois. Illinois. Okay. Illinois. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Midwest. Like European country. I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought. I was like, yeah, yo, yeah. that sounds fancy. <laughs> no, it's some pigs in a barn. There's <laughs> nothing fancy about that. <laughs> But no, I had like I was starting to experience certain things that I don't think I would have really been aware of it if it wasn't for him walking away. Again, it was you see, I'm like, did I just what? And I just I wasn't comfortable. I knew something was wrong. The, like the universe was trying to let me know there's a big shift happening in your life right now. So I was started having all these dreams, everything. I knew everything about him by dreams. Even when we weren't together, it, it was like almost letting me know like here, I this was already ordained, like it or not. So I went to Sedona and I discovered that I have the gift of dreams and I have to embrace it and I've been embracing it since then. So the gift of dreams, meaning like you have just dreams that kind of like lead you to like or talk to you and give you a, like kind of direction of some sort? Both. I have dreams with people. I had a friend that her stepmother was dying from cancer and I dreamt it and I called her. I said, you have a few minutes and go and tell your, tell her goodbyes. I knew exactly at what you time. You just gave me chills. Yeah. <sighs> I knew exactly wow. at what time she was going to pass away. And um, I saw it through a dream. I've had a dream with my rebounds. Uh, one, that he was cheating on me. And I saw these 
two girls, one with big blonde hair, which turned out to be one of the girls he was cheating on me with, which I saw her. This is the LinkedIn guy? No, this is another one. I had a couple of rebounds. I told you, it took me a lesson. It took me a couple of lessons. Um, but I had a dream with, with, um, with him cheating on me. And yeah, it's been like so many dreams. Like it just, I, I call it, God tells me, in fact, with you, with you guys, um, the girls don't bond. Yes. Tell yes. us everything. Okay. okay. Also, Angelina was at the females for profit event. We have to kind of just yeah, share to everyone how yeah. you and I met. Yes, absolutely. So, okay. So I met Angelina maybe like two years ago. Mm-hmm. And this was like at a random yacht party. So we're from Miami. And sometimes you end up at a rapper's <laughs> yacht party, which we forgot his name. But apparently it's Dave East, right? Dave East. It was his birthday or something. I was one of my girls. <laughs> we don't even know what we, we do. Know. Whatever. We're there at a yacht party. It's so Miami. And whatever. It was kind of ratchet. We mm-hmm. were not feeling it. But either way, we kind of attracted each other because I was there with one of my girlfriends. She was there. I think you were there with the program and director. director. Yep. Jill. Right. Shout out to Jill Strata. Yeah. Jill's really cool too. Yeah. I liked her a lot. Um, So we ended up talking and then you started telling me about your life and everything you had gone through and about your tumor. And it was just like so and then also your belief in God. So I believe in God. And I was just like, oh, wow, this girl. And I remember like, oh, my God, you're so pretty. Oh, she has like an amazing you. face. Um, so we just kind of like connected on that level. And then I never saw you again. <laughs> till, till. Till someone. Because, OK, you heard about the podcast from someone else that you used to work with. Correct. Which you had no idea that I was one of the Absolutely hosts. not. So there goes the first law of attraction. Exactly. No coincidence. Law no. of attraction. Yes. Um, and you heard the podcast, loved it, became a loyal listener. Mm-hmm. And then we end up at the Females for Profit event. Correct. And I'm like, man, I remember that face. Because she does have a very beautiful face. She so does. I was Thank like, you. you do. I was like, girl. She came to our table. Alex and I were there um, talking to people, just kind of like vibing. And she comes to the table and I just recall. No, but first you guys had a full on conversation. And then you're like, wait a minute. Yes. I think I know you. Have we met? That's oh, yeah. how it happened. Because you were there, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. Like you were there with, with the yeah, conversation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I don't recall exactly how it happened, but I know that I had like a switch mm-hmm. happened where I was like, I know you. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden the yacht came into my mind, the guy and I don't remember his name I was ratchetness like, ratchetness came into mind <laughs> and then we realized we met at that yacht party and you were there because how did you end up at the females for profit event shout out to Bethany by the way yes exactly I was listening to the podcast and it just so happens the night before the event I was coming up my garage and I'm like this girl is like the bomb you know she was talking about God and real estate and just doing her thing and, and I was like I have never at that point. Now it's like all about DMing. I'm like, this DMing thing is really cool. But at the time, I didn't DM anyone, right? So I was like anti-DMs. So it just so happens that I DM Bethany. Something in my spirit said, you know, tell her, thank you for allowing God to use you. So I did. And she was like, oh my gosh. It's like the most beautiful message I've ever seen. But she's, so, she's so, so sweet. sweetheart. She is amazing. So I'm like, yeah, you know, uh, and I don't know how we started talking, but we were DMing back and forth. And she's like, are you in Miami? I'm like, I am. She's like, hey, can you please um, come by to my event? I'm like, oh, I'm moving. And I'm like, I don't have time. But I've, you know, I, I went in prayer. I'm like, God, ugh, I know nothing happens by chance, but an event I have to pack. 
I have a dream. It's so vivid. And you girls are in there. Oh, my God. By the food. I have to show you guys my Just journal. Again. I guess. You, you write all Yes, I have to because it doesn't happen. Some of them happen right away, like the situation. But there's some things that come back like a year or two years later. I'm like, oh, crap. I saw that. Oh, I should start doing that. Yeah, write them down because there's messages in there. And so we're, I'm, I'm having this dream and I see, a, I see girls gone boss. Okay. I see two girls. The funny thing is I see food. And when I get to the actual event, I look right. And I'm like, food. food <laughs> and I remember going up to a buffet or something like that in this event. And I saw girls gone boss. And I woke up. I'm like, oh, crap. I'm supposed to be at this event. So you saw yeah. girls gone boss, like meaning the logo or like two girls. I saw no, the, I saw like a logo type of feel. Like, I don't know if it was like exact logo, but I did see something with girls gone boss. And that was my sign. At the time, I didn't know I was you ladies that were going to be there. I just thought that was Bethany. You know, I'm like, oh, wait, I heard Bethany and girls gone boss. I'm supposed to be there. So I'm like, let me go to this event. Oh, OK, fine. God got it. And I got dressed and I went and then. As I'm talking to someone, I look across. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And then I look right. I'm like, there's the buffet. It was like a spread. Yeah. yeah. Right. And when I look, I'm like. We were pretty close to the buffet. Yeah. <laughs> we're like a table away from it. Convenient. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, here goes my dream. I'm like, oh, my gosh. So when I saw them, I'm like, I'm supposed to go and talk to them. So I was like, you know, I need to tell these girls are doing such an amazing job with this podcast. And I'm like, I just wanted to say congratulations first and great job. And that's when you said, wow. I know you're like, shut the front door. I was like, how the hell? And then here we are. Wow. That's so amazing. Right. It, it's 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 surreal, wow. honestly. Chills. Like, but that's awesome. I think that's also a way that you have been led in your life. Like, I mean, you believe in God, so I'm sure it's like his signs. Maybe it was time for you to tell your story. And this is where God led you. And Amen. This is, and the great thing is, though is that you've already started that direction with changing the way that you are on your social media and how you are um, kind of exposing yourself more on uh, as a motivator and, and inspiration yourself. So I think it's you're in that path already. So God maybe knew like this could be a good platform for her and to a way to inspire so many people. I think so. I think humility it was one of my lessons here. Uh, I think I changed my platform because I was very private about my life. Even telling you guys, hey, I dated a basketball player. I was with this guy. I broke up. He broke my heart. I was so private. Like, no one would know anything about me. And I, you know, as much as, you know, God can't use you if you're not willing to share everything that he's done. Because he is nothing bad. You know, everything are le everything is lessons. It's good or lessons. That's how I look at it. And I wasn't willing to share it. So it wasn't until my breakup, I was like, eh. I kept it kind of private. And I would tell women that may be going through a breakup, my girl, you got this. I promise. And here's what you need to do. You got it. But my tumor is what changed everything in my life. And I say, you know what? There's a lot of hurting people out there putting this whole facade that they're doing good. And I'm so sick of looking at social media with these women just doing the most, I call it. And really, they're probably hurting because why would you even put all that to get all these likes? So I said, I'm going to shift it and I'm going to be vulnerable and I'm going to tell people because you live in Miami, nobody wants to talk about missing five teeth, first of all. You know, and, and you know, and I've always been into the entertainment business. It Which was is hard. very superficial. Very. So I'm like, I'm just going to go all in. And what I realized, it, it, that's exactly where I was supposed to be. 
So I shifted my whole social media and opened up and just about success because I think if I look at men when they're doing meetings and when they're having conversations, they're not, not they're not catty. You know, they're about their business and to help each other. And, and if more women was doing that, we will be so much further. We're so busy being envy or, you know, think or, or just in Miami, competitive in, in L.A., places I've been they're so busy being insecure I call it insecurity because if you're comfortable and confident in who God made you you wouldn't even care you'd be like girl let me help y'all let me connect you with these people so I that's mean, yeah, it takes it. a lot of self-work to, to be at that point yeah it, and it's maturity maturity but share with us about the tumor how yeah. did you find out you had a tumor in your face Mm. Uh, three years ago, I my face started shifting and I started seeing my one of my right nostril growing bigger and bigger. So I was like, at one point, my job thought I had a stroke. So I was going to all these doctors and no one can figure out what was going on. And I can see like if you, if I have pictures, it, it just you can see that obviously something was happening. It was happening very rapidly. So I went to the different doctors and again, I was like asking God to just show me the way. And I will go to these different doctors. I'm like, oh, bad. I'm like, and I will leave. And finally, I got to one doctor in Coral Gables. He's like, listen, you have a tumor. Because I was, I'm sorry, I was misdiagnosed a couple months prior to that. And they're like, oh, you just have lesions. So maybe putting an implant on your left nostril would even out. I was like, yeah, that doesn't sound right. I knew that didn't sound right. So I somehow, what happened? Oh, okay. So the doctor fast forward um the doctor in Cora Gables was like listen if you do not remove this out of your face you're gonna your for your face will be completely deformed I didn't want to receive it I was like uh no I'm gonna uh pray this out but deep down in my soul I knew whatever it was I needed to do more so I called him back and I ended up at UM I those are like the best doctors by the way I went in, I remember not knowing what it was. And let, let me go back because I will tell you, this is how miracles really are favoring you at all times. When I called, they're like, oh, well, Dr. Marks usually has a three to six month wait. And I'm like, because people all over the country come and see him for, you know, tumors and cancer. Now, remind you, I'm telling the lady that answered the phone, the receptionist, I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't have cancer. I just need to come and see him. And so, uh, and I was in denial. And I remember calling her and she was asking for my insurance information. And then she realized that I work for a radio station. And she's like, oh, wait. Oh, my God. I love DJ Laz. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Wait, you know what? I think I have an opening. Somebody just canceled for September 27th. That's two weeks away. Do you want to take it? I'm like, absolutely. I go in. And when I went in, I was diagnosed. It was a tumor. And if I didn't remove it, my doctor's like, if you don't remove it within 60 days, you're not only going to have your face deformed, you're going to lose your entire mouth. Yeah. So I was like, what? Come again? So imagine like five doctors coming in. That's kind of intimidating by itself. So I was like, wow, wait, if I would have waited those three months, whatever, three to six months, I would have been done. So it was like a miracle unfolded right there and then that they were able to see me in two weeks. And there it was. I it, they, they moved quickly with me. And it was the size of a baseball. It was the size of a baseball. And was it cancerous? It wasn't cancerous. It was benign. Thank God. Thank God, yeah. But yeah. still, like, it could have caused a lot of... It caused a lot, you know, but when you're in that situation, in that type of predicament, you're somehow your mind okay I guess it depends how you look at it as well 
I was looking because, you know, at first they're saying they had to cut. I mean, going into my second surgery, they said they would have to cut my face. Then they would have to cut my leg. And I kept... Your leg? Print. What mm-hmm. does your leg have to do with There's a vein there that... Because where my tumor is on my right side of my face, um, they had to cut my nerve and my bone and my gums and everything to go up to remove it. And so, yeah, because the surgery was like nine hours. And so... They had they for them to replace all that they had to cut, and there's only three areas of your body that they can get it from. So I was like, and the reason they cut your face is because it's just easier for them to connect the nerves. And so here I am sitting there, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me! What this is all about, God? So for whatever reason, I said no. Let me. I know I have to take this tumor. Let's remove the tumor, and the whole other cutting things off. Let's just deal with that afterwards. But I caught an infection for being vain um, because then I had to put an appliance and I couldn't face myself without teeth. And I was like, I cannot see myself without teeth. Please put something in my mouth before I leave this hospital. And they did it. They were really trying to work with me. And that was probably one of the worst things. And this is another lesson that I learned. So it was, I went back a week later. The appliance that they put in your mouth caused an infection? Because you have to let it air out. It's like any wound, right? So here I am with a cut and they closed it to put an appliance up there. And so I was eating, you know, you can't stop this girl from eating. So I, yeah, I wasn't doing the proper cleaning a week later I, and a hole opened up. And so it sounds really disgusting, but everything that I was eating and drinking was coming out of my nose. And so after that, they, um, they're like, uh, Angelina, the procedure didn't work. We have to go back in. But then I was like, and, and you cannot wear nothing in your mouth. I'm like, what? And so I remember going home that night and um, it was really hard for me because it would be the first time I'll be looking at myself with no teeth. And I remember having all the lights off and I remember crying, crying hysterically like, and just crying out to God and to give me the strength to deal with this because this is really hard. And so I went to the bathroom. I turned, I remember turning on the lights and I faced it and I turned it back off. I was like, oh no. And I remember going to sleep. And I just, at that moment, I think I cried everything out that night. In the morning, I woke up and I said, you know what? Mm-mm. I'm going to, actually, I'm going to walk all over this house with no teeth on and I'm going to enjoy this day. And I'm not, no, 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 Angelina, you're better than this. Stop it. You know, so I had a self talk. And that self talk helped me. I just, I own it now. I own it. I'm in the end tell of it, you know, and, I, you know, the worst already happened. So, and how long was the healing process? I've been in this process for three years. It's still, yeah, I'm still, it's still happening. I still have one more procedure to go on your face, really? On my face, yeah. Why? Yeah. What's what else is left for them implants? To- implants now, but it's different because I think when people think of implants, they think about people that just replace their teeth. But remember, my I had a bone and a nerve and everything pretty much removed well, out of look, my face you look perfect to me thank so you what, the doctors are awesome <laughs> they are great hey. i would have never known so yeah but what kind of where, where are they placing so this implant? right here they're gonna remove my front teeth they she, have to remove to bring up the bone so now it's the screws and everything going up okay so she was pointing at like her bottom her mouth, teeth, yeah her mouth the, top the bottom oh, the, the top. top teeth okay yeah so the the top teeth the yeah. five are not mine right so now they have to go in and put screws in there. Okay. So, and then I guess I get my permanent, uh, I think it's sometime in like three or four months. Okay. Yeah. So. And this was all post the breakup, post the decision of like, this man didn't want to be in a marriage. So all of this just started happening one after the other. Yeah. I was like, 
Lord, what is going on? Am I doing something but wrong? But you never, you never lost your faith. Never. Throughout all of it. Never, never. I, you know what? My weakest moments, I was just fall down on my knees and say, I have a sanctuary in my room and um, where it's my place where I sit and I meditate and I have white candles and it's my peace. I don't have any devices, anything around me. And I speak to him for like 40, 45 minutes. And I just keep it like 100% win. In fact, I not that long ago. This is like a week ago. This is like a really great testimony. I had a doctor's appointment. And that always freaks me out because I'm like, ugh, they're always finding something silly to say. And so I was like, God, I'm just having a really tough day. Like this morning I woke up really weird. I'm like, and I'm just crying. And I'm just like, this sucks. I don't know what's wrong with me, God, because I know things are looking good for me. I go to the gym. I work out. And I'm still feeling in a rut. I'm like, what is wrong with me? I come back and I'm just crying to God. I was listening. I don't know if you guys know Les Brown. Yes. Tony Brown. Okay. So when I work out, I listen to Les Brown and Tony Robbins. And so I'm in the middle of me listening to this motivational video. And I say it out loud. I'm like, God, I know you're real, but I definitely need to feel your presence right now. My, and I can't, I took a screenshot. I'll show you guys later. My video completely stops. Like, I was listening to Les Brown. It's like a mixed video. You have Les Brown, Tony Robbins, you have everyone there. Stops. And it goes into this piano kind of song. And when I look at my phone to see what happened, it says, Jeremiah 30, 17, I will restore your health and heal all your wounds. <gasps> I'll show you guys because Goosebumps. I was, yeah. And then I went inside my house. I was like, oh, okay. And I just cried. But that part was like happy tears you know I was like you are so real but you know sometimes this is kind of scary you know because you, know, you gotta give me a heads <laughs> up you gotta chill God <laughs> I'm like you just gotta I'm like thank you but next time kind of give me like a heads up <laughs> wow yeah so you know ask I mean, me you asked for it he felt it I needed it I needed wow. to talk to him and it's awesome that you say you spend 40 to 45 minutes I was just in church yesterday. I decided to go back to church. I hadn't gone in a go, while. Girl. Um, and they were talking about like praying extra more than you used to. And sometimes my prayers are like, no lie. Like, I mean, and I'm like, how do I pray more? Like, what do you do? Like, you just talk to him like normal. Yeah, I think people look at prayer as like, Lord, have mercy. You know, um, to me, it's a conversation with God. You know, he knows your heart. And so I just thank him for waking me up. And I'm like, you know, God, here's my day. I need you to open every door that I'm supposed to go through today. Close whatever door I'm not meant to go through. Lord, equip me with all the right resources. You know, equip me to be the woman I'm supposed to be today. And God, you know, like I told you the other day, I was like, I am in a funk. Like, I am going through something. And you got to change this mood because I don't even know what to do. And I don't want to vent to none of my girlfriends. And I don't want to vent to anyone else. I'm venting to you. So let's get this together. You know? <laughs> So, like your friend, your homie. I do. And before you know it, like, um, you know, you can put meditation music on the background. I read a daily devotion. It's, it's how I'm wired at this point. It's, it's a ritual for me. So I do wake up in the morning. I have my water, my lemon and my, my lemon and ginger tea. I sit down. I light up all my candles and vision board. I have my vision board right in front of me. And I thank them. I say, Thank you, God, for this book that you've already published. And I remember saying this. And the same thing with my incision. Remember I told you all those places they used to cut for 11 months? I would look at my vision. I had a vision board that had implants, but I had this body with one incision. 
And I would say, God, thank you for the one incision that you're going to give me. And it's going to be in a place that I can't even see it. Nobody's going to be able to see it. I know what they're saying. I know it. I promise you not. That's exactly how. And I don't know why I was pointing at my right hip. I have no idea. But I will point at my right hip, my lower right hip. And that's exactly what my incision was. And I didn't have no other cuts. Because then you had to have a second surgery? I've had three surgeries so far. On your hip? On my hip was, that was my second surgery. So that's when they removed a bone in a nerve. But like but I said, but but that was, was part that of, part of the, yeah, the Oh, tumor? that was part of the tumor or was it separate? That was, this is all connected. This is to move because they had to kill the all my nerves. Got it. Nerves. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So the upcoming surgery is to your hip or to your face? To my face. Okay. Got yeah. It. Yeah. No, I'd be covered. Yes. Theoretically. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, yes, yes, God has been very center of your life. But I mean, there has to be days when you're like, wow, I don't even know how I got through this. Like how, like if someone's listening, going through something that they just feel like there's no way I'm going to get out of this. Like, what would be your advice? Like from someone that has been rock bottom. One, be careful where you're getting your advice from. I'm I'm a firm believer that your surroundings is really important. You know, and, it, you know, like I even say church. Some people be like, I don't like church people. Okay, church to me is a hospital. Everybody's sick, trying to get healed. So don't go in there judging because if you're going to find things that you're just like, really? You're supposed to be a spiritual person? You know, you go in there and get fed and you, you find people that are going to uplift you. Again, I go back to me because I... If it wasn't for the time, I started reading really great books. I'm a reader. So I started reading books. I'm like, okay, how do I get over even my breakup? Like I was reading books. I'm like, okay, how do I get through this? These are experts. I listen again. I'm a firm believer. Les Brown. He says the first 20 minutes of your morning determines the outcome of your day. So if you're waking up in the morning, you know, going into your, so like I do not touch my phone at all for an hour in the morning. Not at all. Touch it. That's hard. Yeah, it is. And it has to become a habit because think about it. Like you're going straight into your social media because it's a probably your whatever. I actually started to I removed all my notifications. High five on that one. Yeah. I do the same thing. Good for you. Yeah. Because it's like, who the hell cares? Um, so, you know, it, it because it become more so to me. I'm like, why do I care who's liking my picture? Who is now joining me in my, you know, my fault. Thank you for the followers. I love you guys, but you're not going to disturb my morning. So for me, my first hour it's all about spending time with god working out it's all about me and i get my mind right and not saying that you don't have your moments i will go into the bathroom and i remember at work i would have my moments with my breakup and with my health that i would be like lord you have to give me strength and i don't know some way along the way like it was just shift for me um and and having people that you're just like hey i need to hear your voice right now and i just need to know i'm gonna be okay I, I know this already. I just need you to remind me, you know. Yeah. But, you know, I don't, I refuse to be in any clubs. I, there's a time in your life that you, I know I laugh because my girlfriends are like that, but I'm like, hey, that's not going to work for you, honey. Um, If you're going through a breakup or you're going through a health journey, you can't surround yourself, especially here. We live in Miami, right? So you're out there and you're comparing your life. So here you are at the clubs. I'm like, don't do that. You know, be careful where you're hanging out. You know, maybe at a time, maybe those first 90 days, like you shouldn't be in any of those places. Like find a church, find friends that are going to be able to have coffee with you, a glass of wine. Guys, I haven't canceled that one yet. So I'm like a glass of wine. <laughs> we're trying to cancel it because <laughs> we're trying to lose 10 pounds, guys. It's a new year. <laughs> I'm like, I'll just burn an extra 100 <laughs> cardio. Um, but 
find people exercising. That's another thing that was my getaway for me. But stay away from the scene. Stay away from the scene. Music as much I am in the radio world. I did not listen to anything. Like I listened to gospel. I listened to inspirational, motivational video because I understood that you know, it just takes one thought and you will create a whole movie in your head and all you need is some popcorn and some coke and you got a movie going on. Girl, so, <laughs> I have a lot of popcorn and a lot of movies. Apparently I'm Netflix, okay? No, it's, it's true. It's so true. So mm-hmm. it's important what you feed your soul, what right. you, you know, who you surround yourself with, the, you know, the affirmations you tell yourself, um, whether it be, you know, whatever it is that you believe in, like something that is going to like bring you that, clarity and that yes just yes. like strength yes and i also day. say social media because let's be real social media is big right now um follow things that are not going to feed your soul so for me i'm like you need to reevaluate find out where you want to go like you need to be careful who you're following because i'm like okay i unfollow so many people i was like look this person doesn't serve me this person and i don't even know them even celebrities like even celebrities i'm like you are too dang to be doing this like why are you showing your boobs i'm like i'm follow because it triggers something you just have to know your triggers yes so when it triggered do you agree of like unfollowing ex-boyfriends i don't and like, follow them like blocking them i block them <laughs> right because then it's like why they're gonna be looking at your life too you know i feel like they they don't need to be if they don't want to be with you they don't want nothing to do with you then you gotta Cut it off. Even the ones that either I walked away or they walked away. Exactly. I have no contact. You know, I have people asking me, like, you're weird. I'm like, no, delete. I have no contact because, you know, we're evolving. So we're it's growing. not petty. No, not unless you're texting them, telling so. them I'm deleting you. Yeah, I don't think so. No. I'm delete. like queen of disappearing after yes. a breakup. Right? I think that's oh my the right move. Yeah. My ex, I blocked him everywhere. He couldn't even find me if he even tried. I don't think. Good Unless for you. Unless he listens to Girls Got Boston. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're talking about you. Loser. Just kidding. <laughs> so, ladies, it's okay to yeah. block a it's okay. brother or I whatever. always tell my friends that. I'm like, why? Because, you know, uh, just recently my girlfriend was like, did you see him? I'm like, why are you looking at his Instagram? Yeah, that I think is not good for your soul. It's not. And then no. what if he ends up dating someone else? Like, oh. No, but then, then that's where it comes, like, the whole you're creating a movie in your head. Because yes. you'll see something and then automatically you'll start like thinking of anything yeah like who's yeah, he with or like or what, what's he doing who's this person commenting right. and yeah put a little smiley face i don't know yeah. about that little emoji <laughs> <laughs> crazy woman <laughs> see netflix girl netflix. <laughs> oh yeah okay but don't do that right because <laughs> no, i don't no not you for everyone we, out there yeah like we create this scene yeah. in our head how do we stop that movie easy you have to be intentional i'm not saying it's easy right it's like getting your butt to the gym do you feel like getting up every morning to work out no it takes discipline right it's a a ritual that you create same thing goes with your love life you have to be intentional about everything that you do you have to know okay well this relationship is not working okay what do you want in a relationship let's list 10 things that you're not going to compromise in and you listen to 10 things and you put them as affirmations and you don't go back so for me it's intentional. You can't tell the universe you want this and contradict yourself by going back and looking at their social media. So true. So you're not being real. Why would God, the universe, take you serious? 
Why right. would they give you what you're asking for? You're not even asking or ready for to receive it. So be and careful. plus, it should be a turnoff, you know, whether woman, man, man, woman, to want to be with someone that's not really wanting to be with you. You know what I mean? Like you shouldn't even want to deal with someone that has gotten or is giving you so much resistance or anything that doesn't feel right. I look at it as the flow of life, right? If you let life unfold the way it is, like, and it's going to have their comfortable moments and uncomfortable moments. But then you'll realize, oh, yes, thank you, God, we didn't connect, you know. And how many guys, even the ones that you kind of just dated for a little bit, you're like, oh, you're such a loser. I basically think that about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it, it's so sad. I'm sorry, exes. But yeah, I would never go back no and i thank god like i mean rejection is truly god's protection Protection. amen it is because it's like at the moment but i think at the moment where you're going through it and you're suffering and you're being hard on yourself it's really just your ego it's not really because at the end of the day i think people they don't quit you they're they're just they're just going through whatever it is that they're they're going themselves so it's just they're just not capable at the moment to be in whatever it is that you wanted but it's and never a that. reflection of how you should feel about yourself. Amen. Though. And you don't know where life is taking you. And then not, not everyone's supposed to be long term. Right. So we confuse seasonal people with long term people. And you have to know when to cut that off because some people are just seasonal. And you'll be like, OK, well, the season is up. And you have to respect that as uncomfortable it could be. Just that to say. I like that. Take notes, Gabby. Okay. Take notes. Yeah. yeah, I take notes, guys. <laughs> so the season is up, honey. Yeah, the season is up. We gotta we have to stop making long term um relationships and you know, into like well, seasonal ones. So you just have to be careful with that. And so and when do you grow. know when the season's over? Like it's just not flowing. It's not flowing. I mean, God just you know, I always say God throws little pebbles on him throw a brick. Because a brick is going to hurt. <laughs> no. Oh, God, they do hurt. Trust, honey. Trust the bubbles. I was like, but I always say, you know, if knowing who you are, this is why to me, pausing, I finally when I paused and said, who the heck am I? Who is Angelina Rosario? And why I look at myself in the mirror and I and I have these affirmations with myself. And I tell myself, I adapted that as well. I look at myself in the mirror but like, Angelina, I love you. I love you so much. Because you're going deep into your soul that you don't need that reinsurance from no one else once you accept that. But pausing for a second and saying, okay, what do I want? Because then when you know what you want, you also know what you don't want. And when some fool come to you and you're just like, so tell me a little bit about yourself. Like, oh, yeah, you know, I work at McDonald's. No, not to McDonald's, but that may not be your goal. So you're just like, okay. You got to own a couple of franchises, honey. Now, you know, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding, guys. <laughs> I mean, it is in your list. He's like. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, I'm just saying we need a little bit more ambition than that. Okay, that's all I'm saying. But just your goals, like I'm a, I'm a, I, I'm a driver, right? I have goals in my life, and I, I need people who evolve me, grow me. So if I have someone who cannot stimulate me intellectually, I know that we have nothing in common. So no matter how cute, even if he's an athlete, for goodness sake, we live in Miami. There's a lot of ignorant people out here and you don't base it off money. You'll be like, I don't care how much money you no, have yeah. or, you know, whatever. Cause you're like, you and I are not seeing eye to eye. So no. you have I to think know. it's honestly, I have grown up to really appreciate someone's soul and like their person and like who they really are when, you know, 
off of Instagram. Like, you know, not the highlights, like yes. the real you. Because yes. sometimes life gets real. And it's not all about like, oh, the the great clothes and the makeup. And, oh, look, he has really nice shoes. Yes, I want him to have swag. But I want him to have a good heart. And that's really more important than anything. So put that in your top three. Yes. And I, I want him to like use that as like what propels him in making decisions and like career path and just ha- being a family man. You know, like I want his heart to lead him in everything. Correct. I think guys are giving you the answers right away. I think we choose to ignore them thinking we can change them and we can't. So from the get go, before your emotions are involved, if you ask the right questions based on what you want. What are those questions? Yeah. So it it depends on what you're looking for. For me, is a God fearing man, first and foremost, is really important to me. So if someone tells me, you know, I believe in God, we cool, you know, whatever. (laughs) We cool. We cool. (laughs) I don't really go to church, you know, whatever that is, you know. I'd be like, ooh, you know, and not that I need you. you. That's a deal breaker. Yeah, Yeah. it's a deal breaker for me. Someone that, you know, is not driven or is not successful, and that's all relative, but was successful to me, then I can figure out, I'm like, ooh, yeah, I can't deal with someone who has like three, four kids, or even two, probably. You know, it's my thing. And it's no knock. I definitely don't want them. I want my own family. Yeah. So those are little things I look at, and and I, there's someone out there for everyone. I, I feel and I hear from my girlfriends that when a new man comes automatically, they assume this could be their husband. I'm like, stop it. Stop it. Why are we like that? Wait, well, I'm sorry. Repeat what you just said because I just missed, literally missed it. I heard it, but I didn't hear it. Okay, so a lot of my girlfriends say what? They, every guy that they meet. Oh, that they meet. They meet. They put them into the husband box, right? So automatically they're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, this guy could be it. I'm like, where and why are you feeling that out? And this is why I believe in like not having sex until you guys either. I'm a believer in marriage, but you know, for each of them, until you know legit. And I say 90 so days. So true. Create those soul ties, girl. I, I heard know. about those soul ties. And you can get caught up with emotions. We women are emotional creatures yes. that we cannot deny. And when you make decisions based on emotions, like if the sex is really good or you think that you can make them, I'm like, yeah, it can confuse the heck out of you. Now you're not seeing things for what they are. Netflix. <laughs> so be like, no, honey, 90 days. Don't shave right. your legs. So you make sure you don't do anything. You're like, well, that, you like, you know what? That is like the perfect thing to do. Don't shave. No, don't shave. Don't shave. You will, not, you will no. never take your pants no. off. I remember this guy I was seeing before I met my guy. And I, he was, uh, he was 42, successful guy. We were hitting it off. And one day I'm like, you know, I'm just going to see what he says. So he's like, I'm like, look, I don't believe in sex until marriage. I think that was the end of our conversation. <laughs> I bet. I bet. I was like, but he, you know, great. I was like, this is awesome. You know why? Because I now know he wasn't born. Right. Me. A safety time. He only wanted sex. You know, he wasn't trying. And I throw out those things out there for the hell of it just to see how you react. And I did it with the guy that I'm with now. And he never ran away. So that's good. Good, good. for you. Yeah. So you do advice for us women to just be direct in the beginning, like let them know what we want, even though because sometimes they say to us, like there's like a time limit. Oh, you can't talk about those conversations within the month because that's too soon and you're going to scare him off. But the point is, if you scare him off, it's because he wasn't it. Right. Why are you going to wait six months later to have that conversation and then have wasted six months? 
again, knowing what you want. If you want a, re- a serious relationship, but they're not looking to settle. And listen to the words. I have my girlfriends that I'm like, he, but he said that from the beginning. You know, um, and, when they friend zone you. Friend zone you, you know, I'm focusing on my career or whatever. Or, you know, let's see where things go. A men know what they want. Don't let them fool you. They know exactly what they want. They'll show you a man does what they want to do. To me, if they want to go above and beyond, because I've been treated both ways, right? Where men will be like, whoo. And then you have those guys that be like, if you get a text once a week, you're lucky, you know, but I'll cut you off, block you that you don't have to worry about texting me again. Right. So exactly. that's my method. But how you do you want to be pressed or stressed, honey? No. You're blocked. <laughs> yes. I'm like, listen, how do you want to communicate? Listen, I don't like text messages. I like someone who picks up the phone. So I automatically tell you from the beginning, hey, you know, text messages are cool if I'm working. You want to say hi and how your day is going. But I like to communicate on the phone and in person. I'm not a text person like that. Let's not do that. I'm like, I like to hang out with my boyfriend on the weekends. And I'm not saying that you're my boyfriend. I'm just letting you know how I'm how, how I like I to operate. be treated. And if not, if this doesn't work for you, I'm cool with that too. We can keep it moving. And I don't think I think you should be straightforward. I think they'll appreciate it because they'll also let you know like, oh, this is it's not doing the most, I don't think. So no. No. Awesome. No, 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 no. This is great advice, guys. No. I don't know about you, but I am feeling like January 2019, we're feeling empowered. Yes. Ready to cut people off and cut keep them off. It moving. I know do that before. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> before anything. But question, mm-hmm. tell us about shefixescrowns.com. Okay, so this site is all about empowering women in career because I believe you can have it all. I really do. And this is about empowering women in the career, in the workforce because it's hard. I work in a field that is mostly men, you know, running the show. And so you have to come in there and definitely boss up and, and be that boss babe. So I teach women about their career heartbreaks because I've had a few but one that hurt me really bad and doing it the right way I've done it all I've done the rebounds and I will tell you don't do the rebounds and also my health journey I talk discuss about that in ways that you can deal with that I will have probably a daily um, motivation going on to inspire people just a small message just to keep them going I love it. Thank you. Thank you, Angelina. I really do believe that your life is really your message and like you're you're, um, empowering a lot of women out there just by telling your story. I mean, you're still out there and still smiling and still waking up with like just a lot of will and and want. And, you know, I know there's a lot of people going through things that are hard to find that spirit of like still not giving up. But I mean, it's nothing harder than you've been through that and you're still there, you know? Absolutely. Like, I think that's that's why I'm using my social media. I think we all should be doing that. Tell our story. We all have a story, but we're so afraid of saying it. I don't right. understand that. Like, you know, yeah. even sharing like, hey, this is what I've been through. And it's cool because look where I am now. So yeah. that's what I talk about on my social media. I'm so open with it. It's almost sad. But yeah. No, I think that's admirable I mean it's hard to tell and be transparent and be like out there because like you said social media makes you feel like you have to put only your highlights and god forbid you say that you're having a bad day or but I think our platform it it is opening up that that side of women like we don't just want to say oh I'm great I got this MBA and I went I got this career and I'm fabulous and I have a husband and no, what about like those other stories that happen in between to get you to where you are today? You guys ask really great questions, by the way, because I know I've heard previous episodes and each one of them have touched me in some shape or form. So it's definitely a calling for you, ladies. Thank and you. I know greater things are going to happen this year for you girls. So oh, I'm excited so to see where it goes. I'm telling you, I can see it. I can feel it. Mm. 
Yeah, I well, can definitely you feel it. About it. Yeah, dream you dream about it. Well, you guys are already in my dream. I don't know why I was directed <laughs> to you ladies. I was like, I'm boss. So Food. where can people find you and connect with you? Absolutely. Connect with me. The Probably the best way is on Instagram. She fixes crowns um, with a plural crowns. And yeah, check me out. I usually post daily videos. You do. Uh, I, I do. love them. Thank you. And I... Yeah, you can check me or DM me if you have anything you want to ask me. I'm an open book. I don't mind sharing my story and hopeful that you guys will also share your stories. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you so much. Honestly, this was a great conversation. Thank you. Thank you for having of me. Course. Yes. Thank you to our listeners for just joining us back on this new season. Um, I can't wait to like Keep talking to amazing women. Alex and I have a great roster of women coming up. We so do. just stay tuned for more episodes and more inspiring stories. And, you know, DM us, hit us up at Girls Gone Boss. On all social media platforms. And we're available on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and Winwood Radio. Yes. We just got added on to Winwood Radio. So Ooh, we're growing. Thank you. So thanks to you. And thanks to all the amazing women we have every episode. So thank you, guys. See you next time. Until next time, bye. bye. Bye, ladies. You're listening to Girls Gone Boss. Hosted by Alex and Gabby. I love you guys. Oh, yeah.